Welcome to the latest episode of Movecast. Um, on this week's episode, uh, we're going to look at the best way to build a, an exercise program. Um, so regardless of, of what you want to do in the gym, so whether it's to run a 5K or, or some more sports specific thing, or whether you just you know, want to get stronger or a bigger squat. So what we're going to look at is the foundations of how you build such a program, and then a few points along the way uh, so you, you can keep it and so you actually see some results. Um, so with me this week, as usual, I have Mr. Ben Britton, our Active Lifestyles Advisor, and hello. Carl, hello, and uh, Carl Bennett, who is the lead SMC coach here at Imperial. How are you guys doing? Really well. Looking forward very, to this. Very good. Thank you, sir. Glad to be back with the boys. Cool. Um, so we we'll jump straight in. Um, so when you when you've just you've got um, you know maybe you've decided that you've just set up at the gym or you've got a, a sports event on, where do you start with putting together? Um, program like what's the what's the first step if you need to undertake um and I'll, I'll throw it over to you first ben so i think like we discussed on the, the last pod about um in terms of the nutrition plan it's first we've got to decide what your goal is what's your aim what are you actually looking to achieve with the new training um so then you haven't not really striving towards anything you're kind of like scrambling in the dark and not really know where you're heading to obviously there is an element of you know being able to enjoy your training and actually just in, enjoying doing exercise whatever it is you want to do and that's cool um but at some point there needs to be a little bit of purpose to what you're doing in the gym or outside yeah so so yeah i, I agree with that so there's nothing wrong i say with just if you enjoy going to the gym just to de-stress that's perfect um but what you're saying is that if you do want to progress that the best thing to do first is to figure out where you want to be um, or, or, or you know and then you work backwards towards that so you almost start with your end product and then your training will go backwards from that yeah. um Carl it, it'd be a bit more different than you because I guess you work with a lot of athletes at Imperial who have just specific sporting requirements how, how do you start usually where, when you're putting together programs yeah just like you said as well there Gary that the end point is almost the starting point and then working back from there what we might do differently right at the start of when we're setting them goals out is actually look at just where that athlete currently is so we'll have a review of the last season or the last training block uh, and then see what changes we may need to make into the new block um, and also they'll normally get a like physio screen or something like that so before we start a new training block we might get an assessment of actually is there any kind of niggles or injuries that are going on as well uh, and the rest of it's pretty much exactly as you guys said. Okay, brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's great. So like we said, so on, on both a sporting aspect or just, uh, you know, the everyday gym goer aspect, having goals is something that's really important. So once, we, once we've got our goal, so once I've decided what, what I want to do, so just say it's, I want to run a, a marathon or I've decided that I want to take my bench up to 150 kg, obviously, you know, um, this year, what, what then happens next? What, what would the next steps be? Uh, ben, if I throw that over to you. So I think, like you say, let's say, take your example of benching only 50 kg as your goal. You need to kind of set an expectation of when that's achievable. Um, you know, you can have a really like non-beneficial um, goal for yourself and your mental health and say, oh yeah, I'll do 150 kg next week. And obviously, as we all know, that's going to be impossible. So certainly setting the expectation of how long that goal is going to take, if that goal is even attainable. So, you know, like if I wanted to run a marathon in, in a month, maybe two months, I could potentially do it, but I'm going to put in a hell of a lot of work before then, running from nothing 
no miles like I'm doing today to running 24 miles in a few couple of months in a week. So it's, yeah, the expectations of it and putting a timestamp on it and making sure it's realistic enough for you to attempt. Um, and then that's really something a lot of people struggle with, especially in terms of looking at bodybuilding, going to the gym. They do these plans of these um, trainers online who are paid to endorse supplements and what, you know, potentially taking ergogenic aids, things like that, where it's very attainable for them, good genetics and lots of money to invest their own training, but actually not so realistic, realistic and um, not attainable for themselves. So I think that's that's a really key factor to consider when you're having those goals in the first place. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, social media can be very misleading. Uh, you, you get a lot of these uh, trainers as such who have been you know, training for years uh, and a lot of the time train specifically for the, that photo shoot that they put on their website, um, which sometimes a lot of people don't go into and they think that that's something that people look like all the time rather than they've, they've cycled to look to that, to that point uh, for that one day, basically, sometimes. And then the next day, their physique is completely different. Um, there's loads of cases uh, on that. Um, what, uh, that's very good, uh, what you just said there. Carl, if I throw the same question to you, um, once, once you've got the goal of the athlete, what then, what then do you look at when you're trying to structure their training? So, yeah, we have that outcome goal, which, like you say, is benching 150 kg, whatever it might be. Um, then we kind of look back at then a system. So where we've got that goal and it's important to have that that goal there, It's that's the direction we're going in. But then it's really important to create a system of and that's from training, nutrition, lifestyle, uh, work, family, stress, all of them kind of things and having a system in place that you know if you follow that system and kind of look at small improvements every day, every week, that you're going to get closer to that goal. I think people um, sometimes get in trouble a little bit or make a bit of a mistake when they just focus on that outcome goal and then that becomes their whole life. So every day that's their goal and if they're only benching 100 kg in our example, they almost see themselves as a bit of a failure even though a week ago they could only bench 90 and they've actually made an improvement. So I think keeping that the direction of that outcome goal in place is extremely important, but actually then focusing on smaller process goals throughout a, a training system is why they're going to be successful because everyone has a goal and pretty much everyone's goals are the same things, whether you're an Olympian, it's to win a medal in the Olympics to if you want to put on muscle mass, but the people that are more successful or um, have it more achievable or the ones that have a, a good system in place I, I guess as well there, there's, there's sometimes there's experience involved in that as well um, you kind of under, if you're first time you know first time in the gym first time training if I had never benched before and suddenly I want to bench 150 kg I think I will learn very quickly actually where I am at the start mm. and then just through experimentation realize okay if I do a four-week training cycle you know this is how strong I got so there I have the percentage of what I can actually achieve in those four weeks. And then that gives me, when I write my, my second uh, periodization goal, I kind of know exactly what percentages I'm working towards, which is, which is kind of what you want to do. Um, cool. Okay. So you've, you've got your goal um, and you've got all your, your training program. So like we said, so if it's sports, it's very specific training. Um, we've talked about small increments, which is like what I think you should do rather than, go from zero to 100 uh, just to block it out or maybe sometimes over the year or, or over your season if it's a if it's a sport um is there anything else that you need to look at when putting together the program you know what is there anything that we've we've missed 
So uh, go back on um, on Carl's points about systems. I think it's really important, and we we use it as trainers, and I, I've recommended for people to use it who are trying to create their own tra training programs and trying to implement it for their own lifestyles. Is uh, an action called Kiss. So you're going to so you keep it simple, stupid. Okay. So what tends to happen a lot of time is when someone Google's training programs and stuff, they look at these big, overly complicated programs of training two two times a day, six days a week, um, all these weird and wonderful different exercises and things like that, and actually dressed up to be this amazing program um you know and actually to really appreciate the simple stuff and the simple exercises are not necessarily king but they are beneficial and they work and that's why they've lasted for a long time in terms of regards to training so and that fits in with that whole system of that simplicity you know start off small like i said with those increments start off with one or two little pieces and then and then add to it and then create your create your amount of like training as such and on that, yeah, on that as well, with like when we look at elite athletes, that's something they do the simple stuff really well. So elite athletes, especially the ones that we're working with at Imperial, they're not doing any like really big, fancy stuff. We have a very basic gym and the training programs are very basic and simple, as Ben says. But it works if you can get good at that sort of things, then it's going to be a lot easier to achieve your goals. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree as well. I think especially with, when you're starting out in any kind of, uh, cycle the the industry fitness industry loves these weird and wonderful exercises and i think it's really to do with like fitness influencers trying to distance themselves from the competition so they you know it's to be honest if 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 you want bigger legs do some squats you wouldn't necessarily need to do you know like a snatch into a pistol squat that which i've seen some people do for leg strength and i think you've, you've got to be really honest with yourself and start at the beginning uh, and then go on i mean like when i when i used to train when i used to back when i used to fight i used to um each training block I would start literally back from the beginning so I used to pretend it was that was my base fitness level because we I used to have uh, sometimes between four to eight weeks to prepare for a fight and so we used to literally start at the beginning and then by week two I knew where I was maybe I was like fitter and then I would start doing uh, some more strength work for the for the other two weeks and then my fitness work I used to block it all out but I, it used to be so very simple I, I really wasn't doing any fancy stuff so I'm honest I just I kept my cycles like I said, I knew at the beginning, I kind of knew my body after a while. So I know where I am and what to put through. And, and, and that's a very important thing, um, I think, like listening to your body. Um, so within within your programming as well, which I find really important is the programming, um, you know, rest. You know, once once you have got to that point to say I, I hit, I've now hit my 150 kg um, bench press, I think it's then very important to then rather than start an immediate cycle straight away to go back a bit. And maybe have a deload week or a um, you know a, a relaxation week, as it were. Because I think, especially when you're loading up on these cycles, by the time you hit to the top of your cycle and you've got to a point where you know this is my goal I've done, generally you give it your all, and your nervous system afterwards is just completely shot. So I think it's important to you know to then um, have a rest. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Ben? Do you think that's yeah, that's, programming that's... rest days? That's really, really important. And I think, again, going back to social media and the general consensus from everybody is, is that you need to go hard 100% every single day. Otherwise, you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve. And it's, it's such a strong attitude to have. And, and particularly within our working area of, you know, we, we generally tend to work with people who want to lose fat and you want to improve the general health and well-being. Um, and, you know, and they think, oh, no, OK, I'm trained today. Oh, my goal's going to go. And I'm going to eat this whatever food it is to increase their calories whatever and then it all goes to pot and also shot and that's why people a lot of people fail their you know training programs and diet regimes mm. whatever you want to label it um 
so yes yeah, so I think that's is really important to take rest obviously if you, you know do too much you push yourself too far then you're just going to shoot straight for burnout and overtraining and yeah. then risk your health um, and just risking it all, going all to pot so yeah so rest is hugely important and, and extremely undervalued um, what, what one of my pet peeves in the, the whole gym is the the phrase no pain no gain it's like if you believe that you're you're not very intelligent because yeah. at the moment you start feeling pain you're probably going to injure yourself and there's going to be no gains and that used to be all my my pet hate when people used to say that to me i mean there goes as far as saying you should uh, at times push yourself but if if i find pushing on a bench and i start getting shoulder pain i'm not going to continue pushing through that because it's it, that just means it's my body telling me please don't stop doing that because that, that's not going to end well um cool. uh, any 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 closing thoughts boys I was about to say just one more small jumping on the point. I think it's also really important to within your training and it kind of gives back to setting the goals at the same time is, is kind of like your what, how and your why. But also I think to, to step aside from the, the serious side of it, it's also to, to enjoy it and actually have fun with it. You know, we, we all love training and have careers within exercise and sports and fitness because we enjoy it and, and we love it. And I think that's people lose that element of it pretty quickly, especially when looking to lose weight or um, you know, build muscle exception because either muscles aren't big enough or they're not losing enough weight at the same time. feel like they need to go running every single day. But obviously that, that doesn't need to be. It needs to be something you enjoy to have fun. Um, and I think sports plays a huge impact in that because obviously you're aiming something, you have a purpose for something. Um, so yeah, but the enjoyment factor, that's the, that's the biggest thing. You know, if you get half through your training program and, and you're not enjoying it, uh, and if that end goal isn't really going to fulfill that enjoyment then you know then choose something else there's no there's no reason why you have to you have to follow through with it for the wrong reasons um you know so that's 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 one other big point i think really key is the enjoyment factor cool good. um any, any closing things from you carl um yeah all i'd say with the kind of with the athletes and the scholars we won't go more than most probably four weeks of kind of what we class as normal hard training or something like that without a deload week or with some athletes we've even started calling it an adaptation week because as we know you're only actually going to improve grow muscle get fitter get stronger when we're resting it's not actually while we're doing the training it's when we're resting and recovering which is why sleep's so important so when we block out and when we do our periodization and our training blocks we mostly every four to five weeks will be a deload week an easier week that doesn't involve much lifting much aerobic type work or intense type work so we can get that recovery in and almost that's where our fitness levels will improve in earlier gary that level of fitness right new training block off we go again okay um i think we've we've covered all bases there guys uh, so we'll we leave this uh, move cast uh, here from now um one note to that say if uh, you are a student or a staff member or even a, an aspiring athlete uh, you can get in contact with us at the Active Lifestyles team. Uh, just ping us an email and we could either, you know, due to the times we live in at that moment, we can either do a video call or we can uh, talk to you for our email about how, you know, to make a plan specific for you. Uh, so definitely hit us up if you've got any more questions or anything like that. Um, but for me and the guys here, that's all. I will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Cheers, guys.